what is A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2 in German learning? You've surely seen this alphabet number combination on German learning materials, and maybe you've seen or taken a German language assessment or an assessment test, and you received one of those combinations as a result. For example, you can take a class at the A2 level. But what does it mean, and why should you care? Answers to those questions and so much more today. Sind Sie bereit? Los geht's! This is the official GermanWithNicole.com podcast, and I am Nicole Warner. I am the Nicole of GermanWithNicole.com, und ich liebe die deutsche Sprache. This podcast is your anchor on the stormy seas of German learning. Herzlich willkommen! What is A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2 in German learning? These are the names for the six levels of learning a foreign language as defined by the European Union. You start at A1, then you move into the A2 level, then B1, then B2, then C1, then C2. These are not separate and distinct levels because each level builds upon the previous level. As many of my German learners have heard before, A1 is your foundational level for German. You can't build a house on sand. That's why A1 is really important. When you learn the A1 topics really well, it creates the foundation for the A2 level. And when you've solidified those skills, then learning the B1 things builds upon everything else that you have learned. There is a little bit of variation in this. For example, um, some publishers will have an A1 book and they split it into two parts. And the first half of the book then becomes A1.1. And the second half is A1.2. Some classes are named like this too. So why should you care about these levels and what do they actually mean for you? You should care and they mean something for you because they will make your German learning significantly easier. You can stick with materials at your level so you don't get overwhelmed. Think of learning German like a buffet. It's a huge table and there are many, many different dishes and different items that you could take. The CEFR helps you determine what should be on your plate for your first visit, for your seconds. Maybe there's a dessert table. And it also helps you determine what not to take, what should stay on the buffet table until later. You also need to know what these levels mean because I'm going to start using them here on the podcast. You'll be able to read a title and listen to the podcast and you'll know for you if this is something that you can incorporate now or perhaps you'll find out what's on the buffet and you kind of go, mm, okay, well, that's fun to listen to, uh, but I'm not going to do that quite yet, but I'm really glad that I know that. Or you can say, mm, you know what? Nope, not visiting that part of the buffet today. <laughs> you can come back to it later. The next question is a very commonly searched for question, and it's a commonly asked question. How long does each level take? The short answer to this question is, it takes as long as it takes. That probably hurt for some of you. I totally get it. The long answer is, you have to find out how long each level takes. Because if you never start learning German, or you never return to it, or you stop learning German altogether, you will never actually find out how long it takes you to complete a level. 
I could give you rundowns of hours and I could give you rundowns of here's how many classes and lessons you would need and how much homework and how many vocabulary words, except it's different for every person. You are not linear, nor is language learning. Learning is not time bound. It is based in experience. This is why I offer the weekly German practice. So you have more of that experience and thus you will learn more. There's a link to the weekly German practice in today's show notes if you haven't seen it yet, and I will talk about it in future episodes as well. So what does CEFR stand for? It stands for the Common European Framework Reference for Languages, which is a set of specifications used to help guide educators and learners in foreign language settings. Note that they are specifications they are not standards. They are specifications. They are also incredibly positive and constructive because they are all written as can-do statements. They're called can-do descriptors, meaning you will learn to be able to do something. You will acquire specific skills, which are all related to one another. Let's take the first level, A1, as an example. There'll be some B1 coming in in just a moment. Here's what it says. A1 can understand and use familiar everyday expressions and very basic phrases aimed at the satisfaction of needs of a concrete type. Can introduce him herself and others and can ask and answer questions about personal details such as where he she lives, people he she knows, and things he she has. Can interact in a simple way provided the other person talks slowly and clearly and is prepared to help. Note that this does not say can do everything right away. This will help you create realistic expectations for your first phase of German learning. As an A1 learner, you can expect to understand and use basic and everyday expressions. You can expect to be able to introduce yourself you can expect to be able to ask and answer about personal details. And did you key into that last part? Provided the other person talks slowly. So for the entire A1 level, you should expect, like for your learning, you should expect that if somebody else speaks at a native speaker pace, that you won't necessarily be able to understand them. As you've just learned, the A1 level does not mean that you are expected to read and understand a German newspaper, to communicate with an Austrian in her native dialect. I wouldn't even be able to do that with a lot of people in their dialects. And you also are not going to be able to understand the news because the news is not about familiar everyday expressions and very basic phrases. Let's compare this to one of the B1 level expectations, also from the CEFR can describe experiences and events, dreams, hopes, and ambitions, and briefly give reasons and explanations for opinions and plans. That's at the B1 level. Let's take one out of the C1 level now. Can use language flexibly and effectively for social, academic, and professional purposes. Can produce clear, well-structured, detailed text on complex subjects showing controlled use of organizational patterns, connectors, and cohesive devices. Wow, most people don't even do that in English. Now you've heard an A1, a B1, and a C1 expectation, and there are three other levels in addition to those. These are what you can learn to do in those different levels. 
if you are in an A1 or A2 class and you're trying to tell everybody a story about your dreams and your hopes and your ambitions, then you can recognize, oh, wait a second. I'm trying to do something, but I haven't reached that part of the buffet yet. There is a gap in your knowledge and you need to return to your A1 or A2 materials and you need to be able to express yourself with those tools, with those language tools as you keep building to the B1 level, because you will build up to talking about your dreams, your hopes, and your ambitions. And then beyond that, you will build up to producing clear, well-structured, and detailed texts on complex subjects, etc., etc. I hope this gives you a better idea of the progress that you can make with German learning. I hope you'll understand how the CEFR helps you acquire skills in a very logical progression and also how the CEFR actually helps prevent you from being overwhelmed. Remember, you don't have to eat all of the food at the buffet at once. Your homework for today is to check out the graphic in the blog post that accompanies this episode so you can visualize the process of building your German skills through the different levels. The link is in the show notes. Das ist genug für heute. Passen Sie gut auf sich auf. 